welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast Weekly News Review. I'm co-editor Joe Abraham, and here are some of the week's top stories. Governor Andrew Cuomo and his administration have recently received criticism over the handling of nursing homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. The New York Post was first to report that Secretary to the Governor, Melissa DeRosa, told a small group of lawmakers during a video conference last week that they delayed the release of data related to the COVID-19 deaths of nursing home residents over concern that the true figures would, quote, be used against us in a federal investigation by the Department of Justice. Governor Cuomo addressed the growing crisis on Monday during a wide-ranging press conference on the pandemic where he admitted mistakes had been made but stopped short of admitting serious wrongdoing. He said, quote, I want to clarify facts on the nursing homes, which has been an ongoing discussion. This past year, there was a toxic political environment and everything gets politicized. And there's political spin and then there are facts. Two very different things. And I just want to be sure people have facts. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have recently reacted. This isn't about right and left. This is about right and wrong. And covering up 15,000 deaths for political reasons is flat out wrong, said State Senator Mike Martucci, who represents New York's 42nd State Senate District. He continued by saying, We need to know what this administration knew and when. An independent investigation is needed now more than ever, and anyone involved should face justice. Martucci was among those lawmakers calling for the state legislature to pass a joint resolution revoking the governor's emergency powers, which gave him broad authority to supersede state laws in addressing the pandemic. Martucci also called for an independent investigation to be led by a special prosecutor, going so far as to suggest former federal prosecutor Preet Bahara to serve in that role. The Democrat also contacted New York State Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther for her position on the situation. She said, quote, I think the public should be very aware of what's happening in terms of COVID-19 deaths. What we have to say is not easy, but people thrive on truth. People don't like to be misled, and honesty is the best policy. Gunther described Melissa DeRosa's comments as, quote, a shocking revelation. Co-editor Matt Shortall has more in today's Democrat. Whether it's locally, at the state level, across the country, or the world, the need for COVID-19 vaccines is far exceeding the supply. At last week's meeting of county legislature, Public Health Director Nancy McGraw said all counties in New York State are in the same boat as they wait for more information on the COVID vaccination rollout. McGraw said, quote, the state is dictating how the vaccine is being distributed and who we are allowed to give it to, and it changes from week to week. As of February 11th, Public Health had done nine vaccination clinics administering the vaccine to over 1,600 people. And on February 15th, a new group of people, those with underlying health conditions, became eligible to receive the vaccine. McGraw said that they have asked the state for a certain number of vaccines, but they don't know how much they will actually get, which makes it difficult to plan, and that they are advocating for the county to get more. Legislator Nadia Reich, chair of the Health and Family Services Committee, asked McGraw if the county can organize a hub in areas where people don't have access to transportation, including senior citizens on the western side of the county. We have to come to them, Rice remarked. McGraw said they are working with Sun River Health and Refua Health Center to reach people in communities that are underserved. County Manager Josh Potosik said the Mid-Hudson region is getting about 20,000 doses a week. Sullivan County is 3% of the Mid-Hudson population. Potosik said, quote, We're trying to advocate for loosening some of the restrictions because even if we wanted to target certain populations, we can't. We have to do what the state is telling us to do as a public health department. Aiding in the vaccination effort are our local pharmacies. 
The Town of Liberty, in partnership with the Medicine Shop and Colonial Square Mall on Route 52, administered over 200 vaccines at the Senior Center on Main Street on February 11th. Town of Liberty Supervisor Frank DeMeo said it's a partnership he'd like to see become a regular event. He said, quote, I got a sense that a lot of these seniors may have not even been out for an extended period of time due to COVID. The seniors felt some sense of relief, like there may be some end in sight to this pandemic. It was a good day. DeMeo thanked Abhishek and Mayor Patel of the medicine shop in Liberty for securing the vaccines, as well as the nurses who helped administer them. Mayor Patel said they've been overwhelmed by the response they've seen for vaccines and will be giving second COVID shots next week. Further vaccine inquiries can be made at liberty.medicineshop.com. Another issue regarding the pandemic is transportation. The town of Fallsburg has partnered with A to B Transportation in South Fallsburg to help bring residents to COVID-19 testing sites. Fallsburg Town Supervisor Steve Vigilante said that they were nice to come to the town with that idea and that they were very appreciative of it. Vigliante also said that anyone who needs to get a test should get one. A to B offers Fallsburg residents transportation to two sites for testing, Refua Health in South Fallsburg and Hudson River Health in Monticello. For over a decade, we have provided non-emergency medical transportation throughout Sullivan and Ulster counties. Even during the height of the pandemic, our drivers were ensuring people got to their life-saving therapies such as dialysis and chemotherapy, said Trayvon Gilliard, owner of A to B. He said they lived in Fallsburg and wanted to help their community during this pandemic. He continued by saying, We hope that offering reduced rate options to the testing facilities helps. A way to combat this virus and limit its spread is by being able to detect it fast and isolate it. This isn't done when people have barriers to transportation. Moreover, he said that they are doing their best to make it through the COVID-19 pandemic like all small businesses. He added, quote, Hopefully our small action is one of many in our area that gets us through. In these difficult times, we rely on friends and family, from the human ones to our pets. And one Narrowsburg family is currently missing a member. Sam, a black Labrador Retriever pit bull mix, is one and a half years old. That's roughly ten and a half in dog years. He runs in a goofy way, has squinty eyes, an arched back, and long skinny legs that parents Ryan and Marie Vaz say are growing before the rest of his body. The 85-pound pup is incredibly fast, usually accompanying Ryan on 10-mile runs. On February 8th, while they were getting him ready for a trip from his house in Narrowsburg to the Liberty Pet Ranch where he goes twice a week, something piqued his interest. Before they could blink, Sam ran off and has been missing ever since. While leery of strangers, Sam is likely to be very hungry, and throwing him a bite to eat might keep him in place long enough for you to snap a photo of him and contact his owners. His parents, Ryan and Marie, can be reached at 678-662-5448. For the full story on the continuing search effort, you can check out today's newspaper. Shifting gears to one of the biggest stories of the year, the Care Center at Sunset Lake should have a new operator soon. Following months of deliberation, the Sullivan County Legislature at a special meeting held on Thursday, February 11th, chose Infinite Care Management to operate the care center. The Brooklyn-based operator of 18 nursing facilities in New York State and Florida was among three options that could win the lease of the care center. Sol Klein, owner of Infinite Care, told the Democrat, quote, as we went through the process, it was clear that our company in Sullivan County had a set of shared values for senior care. The county-owned nursing home in Liberty was originally gonna be sold by the county, 
which said the facility was losing money each year. But after public outcry, legislators decided to instead lease the nursing home to an outside management company and set up a local development corporation. Klein told the Democrat that government-operated senior facilities face significant challenges in the modern care marketplace. And Infinite Care seeks out community-oriented facilities with good staff and a local commitment to quality care because they think these are the places where they can really make a difference in people's lives. D.C. was tasked with vetting companies and narrowing it down from six to three. The final three companies gave presentations to the legislature last month. The other two companies were the Grand Healthcare System Investricare slash the McGuire Group slash Absolute. The legislature's decision did not include the certified home health agency as the legislature continues to consider its options with the CHOP. After some deliberation over how the vote would go, with some legislators calling for a roll call vote, legislature chairman Rob Doherty called for a vote with each legislator ranking their choices one through three. Infinite Care was the top choice for seven of the nine legislators with District 5's George Conklin and District 6's Louis Alvarez choosing Vestricare as their first choice. Conklin disclosed that his mother is a resident at Vestricare's nursing home in Roscoe, though Infinite Care was both of their second choices. Doherty said, quote, We have achieved all three of my stated goals, improving the care, protecting the taxpayers, and making sure our employees remain our employees. Nothing less will do, and I thank the LDC for being a partner in this important initiative. C will begin lease negotiations with Infinite Care, which will include the provision that all current county employees remain county employees. The LDC has a meeting currently scheduled for today at 4.45 p.m. That's it for this episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. Pick up a paper at newsstands across the region or visit scdemocratonline.com, where in addition to the latest news, you'll find several columns, lifestyle features, local sports coverage, and special publications. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To subscribe, call 845-887-5200 Monday through Friday between the hours of 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. While another winter weekend lies ahead, here's some good news. Spring is less than 30 days away, and by the next weekly news review, we'll be even closer to those sunnier days. Catch you next time.